Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-1 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to the Sony E3 2014 Reaction Show. This, of course, is Cooperative Multiplayer, the 401 Games official video game podcast. And with me, as always, is Daniel Anderson. Hello. And once again here to give a, I don't know if you call it biased or not biased, Sony perspective, Randy Isville. Yay, Uncharted. <laughs> uh, I of course am your host Sean Garmer and we did the Xbox one earlier in the day uh, hopefully you all listened to that if you didn't well go back and listen to it uh, we will be around around in the afternoon I guess an hour or an hour and a half after Nintendo finishes or not an hour after they finish but whatever 15 minutes after they finish or so to do the Nintendo one and then Tuesday night, we'll have everybody around to do grades and just talk about maybe some of the other stuff. We'll also get to talk about some of the EA and Ubisoft stuff, since we didn't have... We were going to have uh, live ones for those, but honestly, especially with EAs, they really didn't show much. And Daniel was busy, and I was busy, so kind of didn't get to have him, but who knows. Anyway, let's talk about this Sony thing. How do you guys feel feel it went overall? Just we can talk about specifics in a second, but how do you feel like overall? How did it go for you? I think it went well. It went a little long, um, but I mean they had a lot to get to. I mean, unlike Microsoft, who focused completely on games, Sony wanted to kind of show off some of the other things they're working on, plus they have a handheld device. So it went a little long, you know, going over some of the tedious stuff that they have to, to bring up business-wise. But, but other than that, I thought it went really well. They showed off some really interesting games, some that will be a few years from now still. But I like the variety of games that they showed tonight, and they, they seemed to enjoy what they were doing, and they made it fun. Daniel? Uh, I think Sony showed 
a couple games that they pretty much had to show. I thought it was a I thought it was light on games compared to Microsoft's, but I mean, I, Sony has more stuff that they want to bring up, and that's fine. But I did find it funny that they talked about how they're all about the games, and then they start talking about stuff that isn't gaming. But uh, overall, it was a good press conference. I'm not going to hate on them. I think Microsoft was a little bit stronger, but Sony had a good press conference. Let's start at the top here. I know they showed Destiny stuff, does Destiny uh, gameplay last year, but I think that was multiplayer, wasn't it? They only show us a trailer, and then they pimp the beta. Should they not have shown some single-player gameplay or something? Is there even really a single player for Destiny? Isn't it anybody can join you at any time? They want you to be working in groups. Well, it's an MMO FPS or something, right? Or close to it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with them not showing single-player single gameplay, but did they? I missed the first part of it. Did they show any gameplay in the trailer? No. They were, I guess, trying to tell the story through clips and whatnot. That is something that kind of concerns me. If we're this, if it's going to be launching at the end of this year and we're this close to a beta, why aren't we seeing any type of gameplay whatsoever at this point? Well, they already have. I mean, I mean, not just the D3s, but at other press conferences and, and stuff. And they've had a lot of different uh, websites and stuff show up at their studios to play their the beta there. So, I mean, it's not like they have... They've never shown us any gameplay. I mean, I think at this point, they just wanted to kind of tell the backstory real quick because, like they said, here very soon, you can get access to the alpha and then pretty soon the beta and, and so on and so forth. The game comes out, I believe, in September. So I think they just wanted to kind of get you hyped up, tell you the story a little bit, show off some visuals. I, I think at this point, they're going, if you want to see the gameplay, check out check it out on the floor at this point so I, I had no problem with it I do have to say I like my P my white PS3 so when they showed that white PS4 Destiny bundle I was kind of intrigued there I have two white Sony systems next, sitting next to each other in my console that'd be nice not too sold on Destiny yet but we'll have to, I think I'd probably be sold more on Destiny once they actually have a uh, beta gameplay out and you can watch the somebody in full force going playing something instead of just bits and pieces of footage but I think they started well with uh, you know that's one of their big games that they, I mean it's not an exclusive but it's almost they they basically touted almost like an exclusive Sony's been the one at the forefront with Destiny almost kind of like Bungie's trying to you know stick it to Microsoft or something but I mean, they they at least did a really good job of trying to make Destiny feel important, and it was a good way to start. I still feel like I don't know what the Order 1886 is. They showed me really not a whole lot of nothing. I understand that's why they... I just did a double negative. It's terrible. But uh, I still feel like there could have been more to show. I mean... 
I get now that there's no illusion as to the multiplayer that they showed off in the first trailer last year. Now it is a single player kind of thing. The weird werewolf human hybrid thing was kind of cool, but I don't know. I expected to see more than just that one little scene, I guess. I've also heard that it apparently doesn't look good, and that's why they had to delay it from people that have gone and seen it. But I don't know. what Did you get anything out of that, Randy? Uh, a little. I mean, it's one of those... It kind of reminded me, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but uh, it kind of reminded me a lot of the EA press conference where it's one of those things where they have to show you something, but they're so far out from it releasing that, I mean, what are they going to show you? EA's whole press conference was, hey, we're making this game. It's not going to come out for three years, but we, we swear <laughs> we're... we're... <laughs> but but here here's something, all right? So that's kind of what this whole the order is. Is like, listen, we showed you something last year, so we feel obligated to do it this year. And I, I guess, like, Sean, you and I were talking before the press conference because there was a couple things I was expecting to see at this press conference because we saw them last year. And I think they were they did it smartly by not showing anything because we would have said the same thing about them talking about Kingdom Hearts and uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Because I'm sure they are well, still early in their development. They're not going to show us anything. So well, with the order, with the order, 15, they have to they show showed us, us gameplay last time. The one thing I'll say with the order, as compared to everything else, they did give you a release date saying it would be available this year. Then they announced they pushed it back. So it's not like they, it's not like it's a game that's three years out. It was a game that was supposed to come out this year. Yeah. So, you can't really compare it to the Mass Effect or the Final Fantasy stuff because we were never really given dates when that would be released. Well, same thing with Batman, right? It's supposed to come out in October and then, oh, delayed. You know. Yeah. But I'm more forgiving for Batman because it was just announced and then it was pushed back. It's not, yeah. I mean, we were, it was almost, the order was announced for almost a year before they said, well, it's not really going to come out in 2014. We're going to push it back to 2015. Well, they did, like, you know, they did have to take what seemed to be a important component of their game out because they wanted to focus more on the single player. So, who knows? Did they what... ever really take it out, or did they just say it wasn't going to be multiplayer? Uh... I never. I never remember them actually saying that it was in the game. They kind of hinted at it in the right. original trailer, but that could have been a story trailer. Maybe that was something where they were really thinking about it and then decided not to do it and then felt like they had to change a little bit of the game to make it more single-player focused. But still, you know, they're, it seems like they're, they don't have a lot of experience with the PS4, and that might have been why they have to delay it. I mean... We aren't them, so we technically don't know the total specifics of it. But, I mean, at least the game's coming out relatively soon and not something like we just mentioned with Mass Effect or with half the games EA talked about at that press conference that it's like, we're coming out whenever. Here's something of us of people talking about it so you know it exists. Uh, okay, this doesn't really get me that excited about the game, but thank you. Uh, I felt like it's just wasting everybody's time listening to it, but, you know, 
whatever. Do you think that the order was rushed? The video of the order was rushed for last year's E3 to try yeah. to generate excitement. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's exactly it. And I think, I mean, sure, I, I don't remember specifically, but you guys are saying last year they had a release date on it. They, they had a said release. 2014. Yeah. Yeah, so I think this was them, because I don't remember seeing one this year, so I think it's them going, okay, we way overestimated our abilities to get this out this year, so we're going to show you something, and I really do think it's uh, it's two years out. I, I, just because they showed it was 2014 last year, they didn't show anything this year for date, so they're now going, maybe they did just redo the whole game, and... They did, not at E3, but they have been showing gameplay over the last, what would you say, about a month? Yeah, a month or two, yeah. Yeah, and just within the last two weeks, they delayed it to 2015. Yeah, then they, originally it was like a six-month delay, and then they just said 2015 or something like that. Yeah. But uh, Sony, you know, they had just made this whole thing about Entwine being one of these games that they they had trademarked or whatever, and then all of a sudden the game shows up and it's available right now in the PSN store. I, I don't know if you got to see this. I think this is one of those things that you kind of came in late, Daniel, but I found it interesting. It's one of those little quirky indie-type games that... You're either going to like it or you're not going to like. Uh, it kind of felt like a little bit of Child of Eden to me. You have to use both the analog sticks to c- control both the uh, the origami bird and the origami fish as they go through nine different lifetimes to try to meet each other or whatever the lingo the guy was talking about. Uh, is this your kind of thing, Randy? I don't... You know. Well, uh, I mean, it seems like a puzzle game that, that would be kind of fun, but the story he kept trying to put on it, I don't know how that gameplay would go anywhere near that story, but, I mean, whatever he wants to create, I guess. But I don't know. I mean, if it ever comes out on PlayStation Plus and I can play it for free, then, you know, I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if I'm going to spend the money to, to get it, that's for sure. It will come on PS3 and Vita, so if you don't have a PS4, you'll get to play it in some kind of way. And I, I'm sure they'll put it on PS Plus, uh, especially PS4 likes to put indie games as part of PS Plus, whereas PS3 kind of tends to like to put AAA titles. So we might see it there, but it'll probably be a while. They, I'm sure they want you know some of these guys are from like some school or something that made this. So I'm sure they want to get them some money first before we put it for free. The uh, now you have Infamous, right? Yes, Randy. So what do you feel about the uh, First Light DLC? And you don't have to have Second Son to play it. Thought that was interesting. Yeah, I like that the uh, the DLC seems to be uh, focusing on the the side characters that you meet in the game, so you can kind of get used to them because. Really, the story arc for the character that you play kind of ends with the game. So, with DLC, there, I mean, I didn't see much going with it. So, to kind of focus on the side characters you meet, it allows... There's two other characters, I believe, if I remember right, that you meet in the game. So, it allows for two other DLC if they want to. So, yeah, I'm excited. I really enjoyed that game. 
I thought it was interesting that whole you don't have to have it. The, the players are from that game, so it's quite interesting to make DLC that it, you don't have to have the original game to be able to play. Is this something we could see happening in the future with other franchises? Like, we make a DLC, say we make it at $10, and it's really just uh, another game, but we're not calling it that? Hey, uh, if it's big enough to have its own game and they only charge 10 bucks, I'm all for that. I mean, could we see Microsoft doing something like that too, Daniel? Or you... I think this is going to be a test case for it. I mean, did Second Son sell extremely well, or was it kind of dis- disappointing sales for, from what they expected? Not necessarily bad sales, just less than what Sony expected. Um, I'm trying to look up the numbers right now. It passed over a million, but I saw one the MPC numbers I want to say for March had it as the number one game over um, uh, a Titanfall but I don't know like full on how much it sold I've seen I'm just wondering surpassed it, a million by April I'm just kind of wondering if the reason that they're doing this is try to get more people interested in the full game no, I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, because this is the, really the third one in the series, so, I mean, it, it has its following to begin with. This is the first infamous game I've really played, but, no, I think it already has a following. It's just a different way to do DLC, I think, is what they're going to try to to focus on. I mean, on. Infamous does not strike me as one of those games that, if you didn't play the first two, you're going to want to sit there and play number three. Whereas Assassin's Creed, they all have their own little stories, and and you can justify starting at three or starting at four or whatever. Infamous kind of, you know, Cole dies so that this guy can. You have, uh, I think, at the end of two when he dies, there's still some of them left or whatever, and he's one of the ones that are left, and so it continues from there. So it's kind of like. You know, it's 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 kind of like Uncharted too. You're n- you're not gonna play Uncharted from three. You're probably gonna play Uncharted from one. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't. It, I it would seem to me like just something that they just kind of wanted. Sony wants to see if they can start doing this with their big franchises. Maybe uh, make something that doesn't mean you have to play the other infamous games to be able to you know play this but it's a cheaper way to get you in and maybe you'll go back and play one through three or whatever but who knows what we'll to see if it's successful first did it strike anyone they didn't have any kind of demo for for uh, Morpheus they just told you about it and then that's it like, wouldn't have this been the place to really show you, show the world? Because not everybody's going to be able to be at E3. Well, I mean, the problem with that kind of stuff and the Oculus Rift stuff is you kind of have to experience it in person to understand what it is. Because I've seen a lot of videos of people using the Oculus Rift and stuff, 
and it doesn't look good to me, but I don't have the headset on. I'm just seeing what they see. I mean, it's really tough to really show what this product, can, how much it can immerse you into the world if you don't have the headset on. So, I mean, yeah, it would be cool to see a, a game or two, but I, I think if they would have, we all would have came out of it going, eh, it looks okay. One thing that I think is interesting with Morpheus is they said that you have to have the eye to use it. Because they said that using Morpheus with the eye or using the eye to have full immersing gameplay, which means if you want to play virtual reality, not only are you going to have to buy the headset, you're going to have to buy the $100 eye camera as well. Well... I would assuming, assume if, assuming that's what they meant when they said that. It seems like that's what he meant. Like, we wanted you to buy the camera already. If you bought the camera, then all you have to do is buy Morpheus. But you should buy the camera because you're going to, be able to use Morpheus with it. I mean, that's what it felt like to me. They're telling you, here's another reason why you need to buy the camera. But it was, you know, he had to take the jab at... uh that what yeah, you call it. the optional. Yes. <laughs> Make the tab about it being optional and then saying, <laughs> basically, if you want to use virtual reality, you have to buy it anyway. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot more doubles talk in Sony's uh, press conference this year that they said one thing and then without really going back on what they said, they kind of turned it back around. Like, right. it's all about the games, and now we're going to talk about the PlayStation TV and powers. Well, as soon as Andrew House got made part of the CEO deal, you knew that we were going to have uh, more talking about things that weren't games, because that guy loves to sit there and talk about apps and Sony movies and whatever. Oh. Every press conference he's at, that's what he does. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's just funny the way that they, in some cases, they said that it's all about the games, and then not two minutes later, they're talking. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talking about something other than a game. Oh, and the, the, the new guy? God, he went on forever. I was just sitting there like, can you please shut up? Can you please just move it along? <laughs> you know? Uh, I felt like whoever's supposed to be editing him was not doing their job. I mean, maybe he, I know he's the head of Sony now or part of the group of the head of Sony, but really, 
I felt like he took a little bit too long to explain everything. And then a lot of it was kind of like, okay, this is stuff that could have been explained to us in a commercial or on the internet reading an article or something. I didn't need to sit through somebody talking to me about this. Um, moving back to the game, we'll get that to, to that stuff in a second, though. I wanted to... Ubisoft only showed a Far Cry 4 trailer... And now we understand why, because we got a Far Cry, Far Cry 4 gameplay here. Anything you see about Far Cry 4 that, is this something that's going to make you want to buy it when it comes out, or are you still kind of thinking about it? It looks really nice, I have to say that. Uh, I honestly have never played a Far Cry game. I don't know if it's always been this kind of stuff, but... It looks really good. I mean, that's about all I know about this series. And holy hell, elephants. That was... <laughs> I mean, if the, whole, if the whole game is as interactive as that little trailer that they showed, where the, all the animals and stuff just start fighting along with you and all this stuff starts happening, I'll buy the game if the whole game's like that. That was pretty crazy. Daniel? Uh, I mean, I liked it, but other than the graphics, I came away thinking this could just be an expansion for Far Cry 3. I didn't see enough. I mean, I'll, uh, this is me saying I'm probably going to end up buying the game anyway because I really enjoyed 3, but there wasn't enough really unique about it over what 3 was. I mean, in 3, you had... You could break open a cage and tigers would maul everybody in the compound to, for you to secure it. Now, an elephant will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just it felt like I was watching three with improved graphics. That doesn't well, mean it's bad. It's just not. It didn't seem unique enough to me. It does have a different setting, even though a lot of people were saying that Apparently, you do a lot. The opening part of Far Cry 4 is a lot like Far Cry 2. So, I I was like, well, why would you choose the same beginning of an older game to do for your newer game? But I do like the villain. The villain that everybody hated on and wanted to cause all the controversy on. He's kind of the, one of the reasons I kind of want to play the game. Because I like the, the way they haven't come out at the beginning in that trailer they showed in the Ubisoft conference. And... I like his personality. It makes me hate him immediately, but I don't just totally hate him like you, like the guy in three. He's more kind of like that, I guess, that cool villain guy. That maybe as the game progresses, I might hate him more. I just you don't see him like explode and be evil right at the beginning. He kind of has this like stupid and stop. And shoot, does that sound the same to you? <laughs> I was like, all right, that's good. Uh, the Sony, uh, the Bloodborne thing. I don't know if you guys are Demon Souls or Dark Souls guys, but that's supposed to be sort of like a sequel to Demon Souls. I thought it was an interesting place to put it right after a Little Big Planet 3 reveal. Which is probably much bigger than the Bloodborne reveal. 
Does it? Is it something? I mean, it was creepy. But is it? I guess I'd have to find out more about the game. But it seemed seemed like it was going to be. A, it's from from software, so I think Sony's trying to cash in on the whole Dark Souls thing and knowing they own Demon Souls. It did make me want to look into it. It did make me feel kind of next gen with it. Did you guys get anything out of it? When I looked at it, I kind of took the same as same approach as the order. It's an interesting concept, but I want to see gameplay before I get too excited. Yeah, yeah, same here. I mean, it's I, I kind of like that they put that on right after the the little big planet reveal because it was it was such a drastic turn that it really made it stand out at that point. But yeah, I mean, I mean, there's not much to say about it right now. It's, it's probably got a ways away to go so but it, it did make me interested in the game and that's what they needed to do and sony you know they played that trick on us again where they said somebody wasn't going to be there and then media molecule shows up with little big planet 3 of all things because what they showed at the was it the reveal or at e3 it was supposed to be a much different game than little big planet 3 are you guys surprised to see this I was kind of surprised it was the first time we heard about it. I mean, because, you know, Little Big Planet started on the PlayStation 3 or was one of the launch titles. So I was kind of hoping a PlayStation 4 version of Little Big Planet would come out and, you know, hadn't heard anything, hadn't heard anything, and then boom, there it is. And it's exactly what you kind of want. I mean, adding, that's all Little Big Planet is, is basically here's a new thing, here's a bunch of stuff that you guys can create with. We're going to add a bunch of stuff. All right, now go play. The characters then, were a nice touch. Yes. Well, that's just going to add on. I mean, if you, it, it's one of those games that you go to and you play it for a while and you enjoy the story, and then you go back to it like two years later and see how crazy some of the users have come up with levels. It's like, I don't know if you guys have ever played any of the Trials, like Trials HD, Trials Fusion, those kind of games. It's, it's kind of the same thing. You play it and you play the, the, the actual game. And then you put it away for two years, and then you come back, and all you do is play the user-created content, and just are blown away at how much better it is than the actual game was, because some of the stuff that people come up with is amazing. So I am really excited for Little Big Planet Three. Are you excited, Daniel? <laughs> no, I can't say I am, but then again, I've never played Little Big Planet or Little Big Planet Two. I I mean, I hope it's good. I hope that the game does well. It's just not I'm I'm actually more interested in Project Spark than Little Big Planet because Spark just seems a little bit different to me. A I don't know more, why uh, mature. <laughs> I'm sorry. A little bit more ma- mature. I think Project Spark definitely looks like it's more for the uh our age generation and stuff, but I like Little Bl- Big Planet because it, it looks a little bit more old school. It's very platformy, and uh, it's something I can play with my son, for sure. You don't want your son playing Conquer? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's okay. Maybe he's not, you know, the Conquer's bad fur day Conquer. Maybe he's a nice Conquer. Uh, I... 
I would agree with the Project Spark thing too because of the fact that Project Spark kind of looks like a a world builder, not so much like a level builder. So you're building a whole entire like game, not necessarily a level. So it's a, a different prospect, much more deeper, much more for the you know, I guess the Minecraft person than say the little big planet where you're building a level and you just want to keep building your different levels and you have your little characters that do different things in those levels for you, whether they push a button or they fly to this next thing or or whatever. But they did, I think the characters were something that kind of added a lot to the game as far as more stuff you can do when you create the levels now. Instead of just being Sackboy and only thing you can do with Sackboy is now you have the the big guy, the thing that flies and whatever that girl does, I forgot. The odd sock is like a faster version of Sackboy or whatever. Uh, Grim Fandango. I know I'm excited. I know Randall's excited. <laughs> He's not here. Uh, that was the loudest cheer, I think, besides Uncharted in the entire conference. I mean, it's been a long time since I played Grim Fandango. That's awesome that it's going to be on PS4 and Vita. What do you got? What, anything from you guys? I'm, I'm not the guy to go to on those. I, I, those The old school adventure games were just were never my cup of tea, so I've, I've never played it. So I'm excited I might finally get a chance to play it, but I have never have, so... One thing that kind of struck me, not so much when they announced it, but throughout the rest of the press conference, that game originally came out on the PS2, correct? Say that again? Uh, Grim Fandango came out on the PS2, correct? No, no that's an old PC no. game. Yeah, okay. old PC game. Okay, then I was, I thought it was an old uh, PS2 game because I didn't, I didn't remember it off the top of my head. And the more I was hearing the reaction, the more I wondered, especially with what they were saying later, why are we getting a remastered version of this when supposedly we would be, this is the exact thing that we should be able to play on PlayStation now. Mm, well, they keep, but they keep it, not talking about PS1 and PS2 on PlayStation now. Yeah. Because while let somebody rent it when you can put out a remastered edition and make them pay full price or 10 bucks off full price for it. Maybe well, I'm being cynical saying that, but <laughs> well, Microsoft's doing it too with Halo. So now it's not just Sony doing it, yeah. but Microsoft also doesn't have their own rental service. So yeah. And they are giving you four games in one. That's true. Anybody excited for Dead Island 2? A little bit. Uh, I played the first one. It was it was one of those games that I played at first and did not like it. And then uh, started playing it with some friends online and realized kind of what they were going for with that game. I never played the, uh, the what, Riptide or whatever, the second one. And now with this one, I just heard that it's being developed by the guys that made uh, Spec Ops The Line, which is one of my favorite games in the last couple of years. So to see those two entities kind of come together actually has me really excited for that game for some reason. And the video was, it was pretty funny. 
<laughs> that it was. <laughs> One thing that kind of interests me in it, not so much the trailer, but uh, it's going to be an Unreal Engine 4 game, which I don't remember if it said that or not, but it's going to have eight-player co-op. Nice. Or, well, cooperate, compete, or coexist in a truly social, new-gen, multiplayer experience. I got an email right after the from the developer right after the announcement, and the email describing the game gave me more information than the trailer did. So I went from thinking "eh" to that could be good after reading the email. Well, maybe that's uh, what they wanted you to do. They wanted you to laugh at the trailer, and then want to go find out more about the game, kind of like the uh, super ultra whatever. Thing at the <laughs> that one got credit just for the Capcom making fun of themselves, and the uh, I love the uh, and the thirty first anniversary, yes. not the thirtieth. <laughs> uh, I love Suda fifty one. So seeing that he's making another game. I didn't like that it was live action because I'm assuming it's not going to look like that when the game actually gets made. But it's interesting. It's you know he's always super Japanese and all his games are very uh, you know the language is not something you want your kids around. But usually also very phallic. So we'll have to see how they all he puts all that stuff in the game. But it's usually very humorous and the story's usually pretty good. Uh, the one they have the journey guys get back together for this. I almost feel like I was watching Echo the Dolphin type <laughs> stuff. You have a sea diver that's just swimming with sharks and whales and whatever. I don't know how much of a game it is. Very much like Journey. Are we pretty much you're you're just going to experience the story again? It's not going to be a game per se. Yeah, that seems what those guys are good at. So, I mean, hopefully it'll be just as good. But, but yeah, I, I don't think it's as much of a game per se. It's kind of like, like you said, Journey or Flower or stuff like that. It's just going to be one of those experiences that they could say they've made. So, yeah. But then you have No Man's Sky that was certainly uh, interesting. It's a procedural world that they're you're going to be on a different planet depending on when you buy the game and every person's going to have a different place that they're starting at and you're going to help them figure out places in the world and almost kind of felt like he didn't know what it was all about. He's the one making the game. I, I thought it was interesting just from it. It was different. It's something you don't see every day. you know. And if, if indie games are going to be start becoming stuff like that, then... I'm all for it. I mean, I'm not that keen on the whole, all that 8-bit crap that they keep saying, oh, this is going to be the great indie game stuff. We're go we're just going back to, like, Nintendo years. Not all of that stuff is great, but go ahead, Daniel, Did, I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say, didn't we get, we got a No Man's Sky, uh, was it during Microsoft's last year? Where they talked about it, and then they had the, uh, it was. At, I want to say it was at E3 last year, and then there was the flood that threatened the game. I think so. Their offices I were think... damaged. But uh, 
I want to say No Man's Sky was during Microsoft's press conference last year. I think Sony was just trying to make a point that they might have made a deal where yeah, it's going to show up first or something. Think, yeah, but, uh, I mean, it was a more polished version of what we saw last year. I got the impression that it's, like, you're going to start on your own planet, and then it's going to be randomly generated what you run into. And, right. I mean, I, I'm somebody who just got into playing EVE, so I like space exploration-type games, and not knowing what's going to happen next. People being able to form build, big guilds or whatever to try to explore areas. And even the battles look pretty interesting, especially for an indie game. I'm still excited for the game. I can't wait to see more on it. Yeah, it looks uh, pretty cool to me. I want to see more stuff on it as well. All right, so we got really... Two big games left to talk about. GTA 5 is coming to the PS4. If they, you didn't already know, they've announced it like in five different ways already. Just Sony felt like they had to have that trailer there for some weird reason. Uh, we've got Batman Arkham Knight. We got to see the Batmobile in, in action. Gameplay there. Uh, we got to see a cool trailer with uh, Scarecrow... Being Scarecrow at the end, did y'all, uh, certainly made me want to play it right now. What did it uh, make you guys feel? Batmobile all the way for me. <laughs> yeah, same way. I can't, I can't get enough of these Arkham games, and they just keep getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm ready. Let's, let, let's, I don't care if it got delayed, just let's play it now. I'm ready to go. I can't say that the trailer or the gameplay wanted me to play made me want to play it now because I already did. <laughs> I mean, oh, true. <laughs> when I saw it was Rocksteady making the game, I knew I had a good feeling it was going to be good. And right now, they're one of the few companies that I will buy a game just because they made it. As it used to be, Blizzard was one of those, and then there was Diablo three. But <laughs> right now, they have my support where if they say they're putting out a game I want to play it no matter what yeah for sure and we heard a little bit of Joker's voice in there too so we know he's going to be in there somewhere and of course we talked about it a little well uh, Randy started it out by saying it but Uncharted 4 Thief's End they put end in the title he says one last time. He looks older. Is this really the end? Right, you would think. I mean, this is one more game in this series, and I thought there was going to be. Uh, Naughty Dog usually only has three. There's only three Jack or Jack and Daxter games, and other than spinoffs and stuff. There's only three Crash Bandicoot games, and then they went racing. Uh, so three Uncharted games is what I thought I was going to get, especially once The Last of Us came out, and you're thinking, okay, you know, Uncharted told the story. But when they revealed it last year, I got excited to see it's still Nathan Drake and Soli. I'm even more excited. The graphics look amazing for the two minutes we saw. But this is my favorite series, so I, I'm blown away. I'm ready to go. I'm a fanboy. I, I can't hide it. Daniel. When I, 
I mean, I notice I don't. I'm not extremely familiar with the Uncharted series. I've played it a little bit here and there, but I'm not up on the storyline or anything like that. It seemed like they made a point to show that he was wearing a wedding uh, wedding ring. Is that part something that's stunning, or is that normal? Uh, it was a storyline in the third game. Okay. He either I, I forgot. He either got married or got engaged between the second and third games, and then split it off before the third game started. And then the third game brought him and his love interest back together. So. He uh, is still married at this point, I'm guessing. Other yeah. than other than that, I put it kind of in the category as the Halo trailer Microsoft showed last year. It's great to know that they're making a new game. Yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No but I want to see some gameplay and not just video. Right. Yes. Yeah, we got a trailer for. Uh... Metal Gear Solid Five, and we got a trailer for The Last of Us Remaster, <laughs> which I will still contend that this game came out last year. Why did you have to spend time showing us a trailer for a game that just came out last year? But whatever. Because it's and amazing. Sh- and shouldn't you be able to rent it on PlayStation Now? I think that it is on PlayStation Now. They just took it off. Well, okay, so... PlayStation Now, I worry about. And I think that's why they remastered it and put that kind of stuff on it. Um, I got the beta key the other day, I want to say two or three days ago, and I haven't had that much time to mess with it. But I have an okay internet connection to a good internet connection. Like, I can play games online, have no problem with it. I've done the the stress tests and stuff that the PlayStation Now beta gives you, and it all says it's okay. So I'm worried because I've played two games on there and it gets really funky after a bit. Like, because you're straight streaming the game as you go. And like, I try to play the Dead Island Riptide on it because it was one of the games I have a chance to play. And I couldn't get through the opening cutscene because it just, it got everything started messing up. So I do worry about it. I mean, yes, it's still in beta and they're going to work on that stuff. But I have no problem with them taking a brand new game like The Last of Us that came out last year and saying, here's a new version of it, because PlayStation Now, to me, still has to prove itself before I can trust it enough to play a game like The Last of Us in a streaming form, because streaming is very much based on your internet, and internet can go out. So I have no you, problem with uh, them redoing you know it. how many megs you have? Oh, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, 50, I think. Oh, if you have 50 and it's doing that, that's Well, okay, not well, it's good. one of those things. Uh, the Campbell Company says it's 50. I'm sure I'm not getting 50, but I haven't done a test on Okay, well, because I have six that I'm worried about that I could even play one game. If you have 50 or even 25 or whatever, you can't play that game. 
I get the feeling that your cable company starts with a column and ends in a cast. Uh, no. It's a local thing. Oh. It might be owned by Comcast. I forget. It's Cable One, and I forget who their bigger company is, but they're a piece of junk anyways. They keep dropping our channels, and we lost Comedy Central and Spike TV a while ago, so I need to move on to Quest anyways, but... But if they are saying I'm getting 50, the beta I'm having, I've been having some issues in the two days that I've played it. But they are in beta, so don't 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 quote me on saying it's the worst thing ever. But it, it's having issues right now on on my side as far as playing some of those games. So I think maybe that's why Sony is okay with bringing these games out because you know PlayStation Now is a very uh, interesting Exper- choice. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting experiment. That's a good word. Yeah, I mean, Sony seems to be... They seem to want to do a lot of stuff with the PS4. I just don't know if the technology is necessarily there to let them do it. And I feel like... I feel like again they want they got so caught up in we have to counter anything Microsoft says that they started talking about stuff long before they should have. And I just wonder how much of this stuff that they have said we're, you're going to be able to do how much it's going to actually work out to be able to do. I mean, I'm not trying to pick on them. I'm just, a lot of what they were saying was stuff that they still said last year that you would be able to do. Right. And that's just the impression that, that's what's going through my head right now. Maybe everybody was talking about last year how Sony said all this great stuff and dropped the microphone on Microsoft, walked off the stage. But a lot of the stuff they were promising hasn't really happened yet. And I wonder if part of it was them being so eager to beat Microsoft to the punch, so eager to make it seem like Microsoft can't compete with them, that they kind of jumped the gun a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is still a beta. So who knows? And I mean, just to uh, Cable One is the 13th largest cable provider in the U.S., so it's not owned by anyone. It's private. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, but, uh, I'm, doing, I, I, I'm just doing a test right now, and I, I'm thinking 50 was the big one that you could get, and it wasn't in the bundle I thought I bought. So I'm only getting, like, three. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm well. I'm doing a test right now. That so makes a difference. I'm not, yeah. I, I know they, they offer a 50 meg one, and I thought that's what I bought last year, and it's obviously not now that I'm downloading stuff. So, so I did a test, and I'm getting three megabytes. So, so I'm sure it's doing much better on on other systems. My internet just sucks. Well, the other thing that kind of concerns me about it is you have a lot of cable companies now talking about capping how much bandwidth you can use and throttling certain sites or certain areas. What's to say? you're not going to have a major cable company come out and say, we're going to throttle 
<coughs> excuse me, PlayStation Now. It's taking up too much of our bandwidth. We're going to throttle it so that it doesn't get that type of speed. Isn't that the thing that they're trying to fight right now, that you can't do that? They're just... They're trying to fight it, but right now they're still they're able to do it because the law that or the FCC passed a rule saying that you couldn't do that. That rule got overturned, so now they're trying to pass a law in Congress to say instead of it just being the FCC arbitrarily saying they can't do it, pass a law in Congress to say they can't do it. And you know how long of a issue that is because they're having hearings on it and everything else. Oh, That's yeah. why Netflix signed a deal with Comcast to limit so that Comcast wouldn't throttle down the speed and let people still get HD movies. And apparently, they're according to some people, they're doing they're still throttling it down anyway. Oh, that's because Comcast has their own little Netflix, basically, and they want people to buy that instead. Well, I just mean that's what. What's to say they're not going to do that with PlayStation Now, or Xbox Live, or anything that right. they don't personally have money in? That's why. That's one of the things that I was real worried about when. Microsoft was saying that last year when they were saying the Xbox would be always online, what if we get one, something like this happening and they start throttling down the bandwidth where we can't get any type of a good connection to play games? Now, thankfully, Microsoft went away from that, but with Sony hyping PlayStation Now, we're still kind of in that scenario where right now we're at the mercy of the cable companies and how generous they want to be with us, and that's never a good thing. No, it's not, because usually they don't want to be generous, even if you're paying a bunch of money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the one of the last few things to talk about is the uh, they did announce the basically the Vita TV, but they're calling it the PS TV for American audiences. It's still $100. There's a $140 bundle that's Lego movie, the Lego movie video game digitally, an 8 gig memory card, and I'm now I can't even read my own writing here. Uh, a DualShock 3, all together with the PSTV. That's a good bundle. But did I did I just not hear right or something? But what it's going to be able to do is most Vita titles. Uh, PSP Classics, PS1 Classics, and PS Now games, not remote play? I thought I heard them say you could use it to do remote play on another TV. Okay, that's, that's yeah, what I was I, like. I think I missed that part, but yeah, yeah, okay. I think they started out by saying it was remote play and then adding on that you could do all that other stuff with it. I but mean, if you can do remote play, why do you need a memory card? Because you're still using your PS Vita to save things. Well, I mean, say that you do remote play for your PS4. Because they did say PS4 remote play. Are you able to save your game onto your place, your PS4 hard drive? Or do you have to save it onto that memory card and then load it onto the PS4 hard drive afterwards? No, I, I believe... It's if you do remote play, it'll save it on the cloud or wherever your saving features is. Right. Yeah. And, but if you're playing any of the other games, and they they have you use the uh, 
the memory card. Okay. I believe. I mean, that that makes sense. It's just the big thing that stuck in my head was PS4 remote play, and then they're talking about a memory card. Yeah. I mean, this is cool. Uh, it really should have come out last year. It would have really helped the Vita, I think. And that's one thing I thought we would get a special section for the Vita. And, you know, especially with you just had the Slim come out. And unless it was something that was coming out for PS4 and Vita, Vita really didn't get a lot of attention. It's just really saying that we're done with Vita. We're not really going to promote it much anymore. I hope not. I like that system. <laughs> I mean, it's not as good as my 3DS, but I mean, I like that system. Especially because it allows you to play a lot of the, the old PlayStation 1 games. So, I mean... We've, we've talked a lot about how PlayStation Now, right now, all they've been talking about is PS3 games. But if they go back to their promise, you know, and it's the way to go back and play all your old PS1 and PS2 games, and your Vita can do that, then I think that in itself should be able to sell that system. But as far as we know right now, they're just focusing on getting the streaming going for PS3, so it's, it's tough to tell. Yeah, I mean, and if you have a PS3, I mean, wouldn't why would you want to go play more PS3 games that you could just go buy in the store, buy digitally? I mean, I think for the other systems, especially if you're going to eventually put it on, you know, they put it on the TVs, the Sony TVs, which is a good idea, and then they eventually said they wanted to put it on phones and tablets and stuff, they're not going to be able to play PS3 games. You're going to have to have PS2 games and PS1 games on the thing. I know that they talked about doing straight emulation for the PS4, but once again, I think you're cutting out your audience that you killed backwards compatibility for, for a whole generation. You know, I mean, I guess it's another incentive to buy a PS4, but I, I still think you're you're hurting your audience that still has a PS3 and has a Vita. You guys don't have an opinion on that? It's kind of I mean, tough to tell, I guess. It's, it's, I'd like to see what they're going to do, but yeah, I, I don't know. One thing that kind of struck me, last year they made sure to say you're still going to... This is coming out for the PS3. This is coming out for the PS3. This will be. We didn't get that this year. Now I know that they're gonna that they're moving away from supporting the PS3 because they're gonna have to eventually. But it just seems more abrupt when last year they talked about how they plan on supporting the PS3 for years to come, and this year you didn't get any announcement for games specifically for the PS3. Most of them said, get it for the PS4 and eventually for the PS3. Right. And I'm okay with that. I mean, I mean, Microsoft did the same thing. I mean, they didn't announce anything for the 360. I think that's just, we're finally at that point. You know, it's been, it's, it's been long enough where it's like, all right, you know, some of these games are going to be available with less graphics and less content on your on your old systems, but now it's time to move on and, and 
an upgrade. So I'm okay with with press conferences only focusing on the new stuff rather than say, oh yeah, by the way, these games are going to come out for the older systems. I mean, they have the next couple of days to do that. I just uh, find it weird that they're going to that they're not even mentioning it at this point because all these people that have their old consoles and haven't gotten a new one. And we know that there are people out there that are like that. Some 411 writers are like that. At this point, there's no difference between the PS4 and the Xbox One in price. Right now, I felt like Microsoft had a lot of momentum going into E3 with their press conferences. And I don't think Sony really did anything to take that away from them. And if both consoles are supposed to be looking at, or both companies are looking at people who are going to be in the market for the upgraded console this coming year, I don't think Sony did enough to sway people, sway momentum away from Microsoft at this point. It felt just like they thought, well, you're going to get the PS3, or you're going to get a PS4, so we're going to just kind of focus on other things. Instead of hyping up their system. Well, to be fair, Microsoft is the one in the sort of desperate situation right now. PS4 is kind of leading the way handily. Yeah, but it... I mean... Right now, Microsoft has... Correct me if I'm wrong, but Microsoft with the 360 ended up... They ended up selling more consoles than... The PS3 did, correct? At last count? Yeah. I know it was getting closer, but I think they still had the edge. Right. The big thing going into last year, well, coming out of last year, was people that had the 360 didn't want to pay $100 extra to get another Microsoft console. Now they don't have to. And other than, a, I think it was one snide remark by Sony about the... PlayStation camera, it didn't seem like Sony was really trying to... I felt like Microsoft was going harder to sell the Xbox One, and Sony wasn't necessarily trying to sell the PS4 as hard as Microsoft was selling their next-gen console. Alright, so see, you, you, you just confused me. You just talked about how you didn't like how Sony stopped talking about PS3 and only talked about their PS4 and now you're saying they didn't sell their PS4. So, I don't understand. I'm saying that they weren't... It felt more like if you're... I mean, I'm just... I guess it was just kind of an evolving thought in my head. As you think about it, you have all of these people that haven't bought the new console yet. And they're trying to make a decision on which console to buy. Coming before, uh, what, a month ago when Microsoft lowered the pro- said that they were going to start selling a... Like can, two weeks uh, ago, actually, I think. Two weeks ago. When they started saying they were going to sell a Xbox One without a Kinect, Sony had all the momentum. Right. That put Microsoft at a better level, or on an even level with Sony for all of these people that we, that are suddenly going to start looking at a new console based on like if I was an owner and I didn't have a next gen console after watching these two press conferences, I would think 
I've got to get a next-gen console in the next year because it looks like we're going to stop having any support for the... stop. We're going to stop having new games for the last-gen consoles. I have a feeling they didn't really promote it because the games that those the general audience cares about that probably hasn't switched over, they are still going to have PS3 games. Your Maddens, your Call of Duties, your Battlefields, your... Uh, you know, Watch Dogs just came out for the last-gen systems. I mean, it's your core exclusives and stuff like that that are not going to be coming. But almost every other third party, you know, Assassin's Creed has their own Assassin's Creed, which... I thought that was going to be Sony's one big PS3 game they were going to show or something. They didn't do that. Uh, another thing, No Last Guardian, again. <laughs> it's never coming out. They, they might but it's not canceled. It's, it's never. It's, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Basically, at this point, I really think this is Sony's joke. It got canceled six years ago. <laughs> and now, just because everyone wants it every year, they're like, oh yeah, by the way, Last Guardian, go go talk about that. But, I mean, I understand your point, I mean, because there's a lot of people that have last-gen consoles that don't have new ones yet, and you know, they wanted to get represented here. But I really think if you go back and look at the E3 the year after the PS3 and Xbox 360 came out, they weren't talking about the PS2 and the Xbox on the big stage. I mean, games were still coming out, but I'm sure they weren't devoting time on their hour and a half press conference to talk about games like that. So I don't understand. I mean, it's the same thing here. They have to look forward. And that's what what Sony and Microsoft did. Microsoft never said one once that anything about the Xbox 360, and I had no problem with it. PS4 never once mentioned PS3. I have no problem with it. So, I mean... It also helps. I mean, I do have an X-Gen console, and that's what I wanted to see. But yeah, well, I'm the I, same I, way. I would, I it mostly just ended up being as the more I thought about it, the more stuff popped into my head. But I mean, it just goes down to basically just stuck in my mind which one I ended up thinking had had a better E3 at this point. But. Yeah. I mean, I do get your point about how, and I think you're probably right. I don't remember the press conferences after the year after the 360 and the PS3 release. I don't remember much of, I don't remember that press conference, but you're probably right that they didn't mention the last gen consoles. So before we get out of here, I know we're going to, we're going to have more people, so I don't know exactly how much we're going to get to touch on tomorrow. I felt like EA just talked a bunch of future stuff, and then even the Mirror's Edge thing, which is the thing a lot of people wanted to see, even though maybe it's not the most casual, friendly game or whatever. A lot of prototypical footage from EA. Um, I guess Rhino can be happy they finally showed NHL 15. Um... And, uh, you know, they showed you Madden and Cam Newton winning the cover, whatever, and... Oh, no, Sherman. I wish Cam Oh, was it Sherman? Yeah, I wish Cam Newton won. ESPN confused me, because they had Cam Newton there high-fiving everyone like he won, and then... (laughs) uh, And then, uh, well, Richard Sherman probably 
deserves to win out of the two, really. But anyway, that's that's not my point here. Ubisoft actually took the time to show off things that I felt helped them. Uh, you know, everything they kind of showed off at least was something positive. Uh, the the uh, I will say this: I'm not a Just Dance person, but that Just Dance Now app, and you can use your phone to play Just Dance. That's pretty cool and pretty a, a big step forward, I think, for how we might be able to enjoy those kinds of games in the future. You don't have to have a Connect or a Move or a Wii or whatever. You can use your phone, and that's that's pretty cool. Anybody can play because most people have smartphones now. It sucks for uh, harmonics. I feel bad for them. They they pretty much got their game, you know, thrown in the trash by Microsoft. But you know, whatever. Anything from the Ubisoft conference that stood out to you guys? Yes, Rainbow Six. Holy goodness, Rainbow Six. I, I I'm a little worried because the the gameplay they showed was very. Um, Cover and shoot based. Well, which it is I'm, multiplayer. Which I, which yes, I mean that's where most multiplayer games are going to break off into. I mean, if you give them a gun and say, "Well, you can sneak around," they're they're going to shoot. But the thing I really liked about it was that that entire house was destructible. Like, just how much detail they were putting into that kind of stuff, and how many different options were. You were allowed instead of, well, this guy's in the room, so I have to open the door and shoot him as fast as I can. It's now right. you can blow through this wall and get to him, or blow through that wall, or snipe through the window. or So I like that there's a way more better options in it. And the one thing I've taken out of all four press conferences today was video games remembering that they want you to have friends. They still don't want you playing in the same room as your friends. I'm still having that. <laughs> That's true. They, they, there are still so many games that are multiplayer, but not split screen. So right. you can have friends, you can hang out with them, but they have to go home first before you can play. <laughs> but I, I was really, really happy that there were so many games today that went, hey, it's a first person thing, but hey, your friend can join in on your story. And it's not just a side thing that they're throwing in. It's, they can get involved in the storyline, in the story mode with you, and that's a huge positive to me. Oh, yeah, I'll that... say Rainbow Six, man. That the setting kind of, you know, it hits you kind of ho- close to home. You know, imagine if that could happen to you—just somebody go into your house and decide to board up all your windows, and somebody try—not not that somebody's going to try to save you like that, but. That was uh, really interesting. I like the fact that you could blow up walls and just how everything, like you said, but just the and the chatter. Like, are people really going to talk like that when they're playing this game? Well, it's like we talked about in the uh, Microsoft press conference where they were showing the Assassin's Creed footage where I, it made me really sad because I know when I do play it, none of my friends are going to follow instructions and it's going to be a a cluster from the moment we turn the game on. But in theory, it could work out like that. Daniel, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Oh, you're fine. The bit of video that I saw for it, I didn't watch the full trailer, but it reminded me a lot more of the PC Rainbow Six as opposed to the uh, 
Rainbow Six we've been getting on consoles since, uh, what was it, the 360 first came out was the first Rainbow Six game on there. Right. Uh, so I like seeing that it's more of a strategy game, not just a how quick can you pull the trigger. Uh, one thing that I find funny as we're talking about the uh, the chatter on it and everything was, and I think I made this remark to Sean during the Sony press conference, the uh, commentary where you can talk to people as they're playing a single player game. Oh yeah, I like, forgot to talk about that. Yeah, that does anybody think that's going to end well? <laughs> well, I mean, th- some of the games already kind of have stuff like that. Uh, but you can turn it off, or you yeah. can just not go into it. I know there's an indie game, uh, Dead Nation, that I, I've yet to try it on, but it has a deal that if you stream your game and go into a certain game mode, that whoever watches you can vote on different things that will happen to you. So so they've already kind of implicated that. But. I mean, this was a feature that they touted at the PS4 reveal event. So... The fact that they're just now doing it, I'm pretty sure it's probably one of those things where enough people probably said, hey, we want to actually have this, so can y'all make it? I'm assuming it's just like, you know, a stream where people can look at it, but you can make it to where only your friends can, can talk to you or message you or whatever, or you can pick how many people are going to be shared, it's going to be shared with. It, it just depends, you know. Uh, we don't know all the facts about it yet. I think it's still something that they're really thinking about what they're going to do with it. But the concept is interesting. It's interesting for people who don't have a PS4 that want to be able to experience it with their friend that does have one and they don't have to go to their house and they can watch them play a game and feel like they're there with them instead of just watching a stream of it, you know. The first thing that popped into my mind when I saw that was the disaster that they had with the camera. Oh, God, and the camera. Where uh, people were using it for things other than the attended method. <laughs> <laughs> because, and Not because I think that's what that would be used for, but you can't tell me there will not be people... Jo- figuring out how to get in somebody's stream and just talking trash throughout the entire time somebody's playing the game until they get fed up with it. I'm sure there will be assholes that are going to do that, but I can't imagine it's going to be a large amount. I mean, I was surprised at the amount of people that did what they did with the camera. I knew, I mean, thinking about it, you can you knew that there would be people that did that when you look back, but I didn't think it would be as prevalent as it apparently was. And that's one thing that always worries me when they announce this. That's what I've started looking for whenever they announce something like that. How can somebody turn it around and make it horrible? Because they will figure out a way. And I'm not saying that to pick on any particular developer or any particular feature. It's just after what happened with the camera, I'm constantly wondering what the next unintended disaster will be. I mean, it could very well be a disaster for Sony, but 
I just think that they, after seeing what happened with the camera, they have a lot more things in place to prevent that from happening. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not trying to pick on Sony for it. I think it's a good idea. They said that they were going to have it. It's just after what happened with the camera, that was one of the first things that popped to my mind when they said that. Somebody could really abuse that particular feature. If if safeguards are not put into place. Now, hopefully they've learned from the camera and safeguards will be in place for it. Right. Uh, I did want to say one thing about the Ubisoft thing, the the Valiant Hearts trailer that they showed, that's how you use a dog. Have your dog <laughs> tell the story of these Valiant warriors of battle that cannot tell their story because they died and because he can't write. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting and made me kind of want to play the game more than Call of Duty, the way they use the dog. The... Uh, and the division, the trailer for how the game starts, that was, uh, felt very, uh, I don't know, I forgot the name of the movie now, but it, it has a, it, well, kind of like a Last of Us kind of feel, like a, except for the virus, and I love the time-lapse video on it, and showing, uh, the blood coming through the snow and all that, and the, I thought it was, it's different. You know, you have your vigilante uh, group that's defending and trying to get back New York instead of this. Kind of like the same thing with, uh, was it Far Cry or was it another game that they showed? I don't know if it's Microsoft or Sony that you basically get to create your own weapons. You have guerrilla warfare and you create your own weapons and it's not just a bunch of guns handed to you. I thought that was... It's just a different take on something, you know, normally Tom Clancy's all very, you know, it's all military and all, you know, so I like the fact that you felt kind of more like a normal person doing, you happen to have a gun and you're trying to, getting back a building that they call a base was a big deal, and you saw the chatter again all over that Division game, but it's a Tom Clancy game, so it is what it is, but... Normally I wouldn't care about a Tom Clancy game, but just the way they made the division look, the story, everything, I found it more interesting than I normally would have. So I guess props to uh, Ubisoft for that. And I always find it interesting that Ubisoft can somehow deliver the... And one more thing, better than anybody else. They usually really have a surprise when they talk about surprises, whereas everybody else kind of... It's a game you already know about. They just happen to deliver on it. But, uh... Anything... Any kind of lasting impression? Who do you think, out of all these conferences that happened today, won for you? Go ahead, Randy. Uh, I did. You did? Yes, I won. My wallet lost. <laughs> uh, no, it's tough for me to say. I liked a lot of stuff that I saw today. Um, yeah, I I don't know if there's really a winner. I can't think of one. So yeah, I won because there's a lot of games that from a lot of different developers that 
that made me very interested. So. Okay. Well, uh, I think 2015 won because that seems to be the year when yeah. a lot of games are going to be coming, <laughs> a lot of good games are going to be coming out. Uh, overall, I really I saw Microsoft, EA, and Sony because I had to real life kind of interfered with watching Ubisoft's, and I only I came into Sony's about 25 minutes late. I liked Microsoft's press conference more than I like Sony's because they did stick with we're going to just show you games and we're not going to talk about anything else. Uh, and I, I did end up liking the games that they showed a little bit more than... I felt like Microsoft gave us more gameplay than Sony did to an extent, except for the last 30 minutes of Microsoft's press conference. When they started talking about everything that would be out in 2015, it was pretty much all video. But before that, we got a lot of gameplay of everything. Uh, pretty much the only game we didn't get gameplay for was before they specifically said it went into the 2015s was uh, Halo 5. And then we got a lot of the uh, Halo Master Chief Edition game multiplayer gameplay so yeah i mean i i compare sony's press conference this year more to microsoft's from last year where they talked about a lot of games but there wasn't a lot that seemed really imminent and their big franchise was given a quick teaser and then to kind of end the show or generate buzz and that's about it Uh, I feel like, uh, from a variety perspective, Sony wins just from the breadth of different things that they showed. Uh, but I think both companies, I think today, prove that this generation of consoles is going to be awesome because. Look at the different things, I think, that are coming out on these consoles, and then we still don't know what... You know, Wii U doesn't really count, but I'm excited kind of to see what they're going to do with Wii U. I just... I really like it. I I was... I love to be surprised by, you know, stuff like Scalebound from... I don't think I would have ever imagined Platinum Games showing up at a Microsoft press conference. It just doesn't seem like the type of thing Platinum Games would do. Uh... I love the fact that, you know, we're getting old favorites like Master Chief Collection, being a huge Halo fan, and then you move over to Sony and you got stuff like, you know, the the Azu thing from the Journey people, and then you get old hats like Uncharted, and, you know, you got the Last of Us Remaster, and you still ha you have Tom Clancy coming back strong, I mean... To me, I think the gamer wins, like Randy said. If I had to pick one right now, I think it'd be Sony just from the breadth of stuff. But as far as the conference itself goes, I think Microsoft wins because the gamer won that one. You didn't have to stop to talk about stuff. And I didn't even talk about the fact that it's something that Daniel really likes, the Powers Live Action thing. They, they kept talking about it for the Sony TV <laughs> 
which Xbox could have taken time to talk about their Xbox TV thing because they have a bunch of shows that they're going to have. And they chose not to. And Sony didn't have to, but I think this is a thing that we've seen it from both companies. You know, we saw it from when Microsoft last year. The company that's on top, they tend to have this little bit of ego inside. And they don't press as hard to pimp their system as they would. Right now, Microsoft is the desperate one. The one that really needed to make sure you need to buy our Xbox One for gains. We gave you the price. We took the paywall out of gold. We took all that stuff. We gave you more gains for gold. We did all of this stuff for you. Please go buy our... Here is the reason to go buy our system, and it's because of these games. Sony showed you gains, but they also showed you, we're doing this PS Now thing. We're doing this PS TV thing. We're doing... Uh, all this Sony TV stuff. We're doing things that they could have really told you in a press release, in a commercial, in other things that they really didn't have to announce right then. The only thing I think they really had to touch on was the PS TV. And, you know, the Morpheus thing was so short, it really wasn't that big a deal. But some of the stuff was just kind of like... Andrew House sat there and said, we're doing this, and nobody's telling me we're not doing it. Because it's like Sony basically said you have to pimp some of this stuff in our conference. It always happens every year. It's like that stupid uh, storybook thing they did one E3 that slowed down the conference to a crawl. And they never recovered. I mean, I don't understand why Sony has to do some of these things sometimes. But they do show games too. And when they show games, they show a lot of different games. You know, from the Bloodborne to the... Suda 51 thing to Dead Island 2. I mean, the gamer wins overall, but I think there's a lot of positives to take from this more than negatives, really. So, tomorrow afternoon, about 12.30 at the latest, well, their thing starts at 12, so maybe at, yeah, Maybe at a one fifteen, one thirty at the latest. Me and Daniel will be doing a Nintendo reaction, getting to see what Nintendo has to show. I'm sure it's gonna be a lot about Smash Brothers. Uh, maybe some about Bayonetta two and other things. And maybe they'll have a few. You know, a Zelda Wii U a, has been talked about. A Metro uh, Metroid Wii U has been talked about. I'm sure we'll probably see Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Uh. We'll have to see what they show. It'll be interesting. And then Tuesday night, tomorrow night, depending on when you're listening here, big wrap-up show. Randall said he's going to be back, so we know we're going to have him. Robert's going to be back, even if he's late. And we might have Jeremy Thomas as well. We'll see, and Randy will be here. So yes. until tomorrow or tomorrow night, see you guys later. Hope you enjoyed it. All hail the night of the Centauran Empire. Oh, God. <laughs> he sure did look like a Centaurian, didn't he? <laughs> we almost made it through two podcasts without mentioning Doctor Who. Yeah. That I, counts did, as being on topic, though. Did you uh, get the joke, Randy, that we're... Um, what's his face? The guy from Marvel that came out? He looks like the Centaurian from Doctor Who. Almost uh, exactly. <laughs> so I've never seen that. I don't know if it was the suit or what, but it just made his head look so much bigger yes. than his body. <laughs> uh, 
Doctor Who is such a great show. Yes, Coming back is. in August, I can't wait. Alrighty, now that we got off topic for a second. See you guys later. Absolutely.